Welcome to The Trail Less Traveled, an adventure series dedicated to taking you back to mankind's earliest form of entertainment, storytelling. Missoula, Montana is a mecca for outdoor enthusiasts, and each week we will bring you tales of outdoor adventures both near and far, as well as adventure information and inspiration and a few tunes to set the mood. You can read more about the show online at traillesstraveled.net. And now here's your host, Grand Canyon Whitewater Guide, yoga instructor, and master of the didgeridoo, Mandela. Namaste, Missoula. Mandela here. Tonight's interview was recorded in an ancient, archaic wooden fishing vessel floating off the coast of India in the Arabian Sea. My guest this evening, Salim Ahmed, is a third-generation fisherman and artist. When Salim is not on the water, he creates artwork out of coconuts on the spot where he was born in a thatch hut on the beach. Now this spot is covered in cement and surrounded by hotels. So sit back, relax, and join us on the trail less traveled, leading through the evolution of fishing in India over the past thousand years. We are recording on the Arabian Sea. It's in the late afternoon, so it's still warm. And I'm sitting here with my friend Salim Ahmed. Salim has lived his entire life in Kovalam. He and his father are both fishermen. Over the past 15 years, he has worked as an artist carving coconuts. Salim also takes tourists out on his four-piece catamaran boat for snorkeling trips in the Arabian Sea. Salim, my first question for you is where did you grow up and how was adventure a part of your childhood? I'm from Kovalam, Salim from Kerala. So I grew up in Kerala, Kovalam, that's near the lighthouse. So till now we are living in a beach with a small huts with my family with my mother and fathers, my brothers and sisters. When I was a child, the tourism starting the beach. Slowly, slowly the people coming to the beach. So now it's a big tourist place in Kovalam. Tell me a little bit more about your parents and what they did and what you remember about your father going out and fishing. My father was a fisherman and I'm also fishing. So is he fishing really, really hard fisherman. He going all with a catamaran boat. So when I grow up, I saw all the times my father is fishing. So I learned from him for fishing. We go together with me, with my father. Then I have a uh, two sisters and I have uh, three brothers. I'm is the oldest for my family, and I grow up in Kovalam. Still, I'm living in Kovalam, Kerala. Salim, your mother is just down the road from where we're sitting right now. She's also selling coconuts. Tell me, what has she done her life? For a long time, my mother was family wife. I mean, staying in a home and cooking for us, for my fathers. And when they're getting a little older, so my father can't go fishing because he had a, some problem for the health. So then they started to cut coconut. So they are cutting in a coconut on the Kovalam Beach near Orient Hotel. So I'm sorry to say my father not anymore. He died uh, three years before. So now my, my mother is continuing to cut the coconut. So she is coming every morning on the beach 
cutting the coconut and every evening around five six o'clock she will go back home she continue like that every day Salim tell us about what Kovalam was like when you were a child when I was child in Kovalam is really really more natural the beach is very longer and there's a lot of palm trees when you wanted to go to the sea to swim you have to run five minutes to get in the water but now every hotels they build it near the beach they take sand from the beach and all they fill the hotels and now the beach is getting very shorter so by two minutes or one minute you can get in the water and the monsoon times the water is coming near to the wall so it was very rough but when I was child we don't have that problem because the waves is bigger but we don't have any problem from the waves but now we have a really big problem when the monsoon times because the beach is very short so for that the water is coming more over on the wall Salim tell me about what you remember doing as a child games that you played or going out into the sea fishing with your father what do you remember as far as the adventures that you did as a child okay really i like so much for going fishing and also i like to do on the sea body surf i don't like to use anything else just body surf still sometimes i do the body surf but i'm getting older now so i'm not strong as enough like before but i really really my favorite is a body surf and fishing i love the fishing because each times you catch the fish and you use your family so that makes something sense there you know so i like so much the fishing so when the season is finished i go for fishing so i earn a little bit for my family and also so i can use the fish which is i catch for my family i have four children so they are very happy when i bring the fish from myself catching and they eat they will be very happy because you get a real feel without ice fish you know not freezing so you get a fresh fish that they like so much i also like and my family will like it Salim, when you were a child, were you also an artist? Were you working as an artist as a child and enjoying that? Yes, when a child, uh, I don't do like this, but I was doing with the coconut, like a small balls, or like leaves, you know, something like a small things, rings, to put a ring on your fingers, so that kind of things I make. But still now I am making that. Now I prefer to do it the lambs, because when I'm making the lambs and customer they buy, they come second times, they buy from me more and they say also salim your alarm is looking very good and i like them so much so that's make me some sense you know i feel really very good each times they number my art because of they put the candle they number me so that's make really i'm happy with that salim can you tell me a little bit more about where we are kovalam in india as far as geographically where is kovalam in the continent of india Okay, if you fly to Trivandrum, from the airport, nearly 20 kilometers south, near the lighthouse, Kovalam, and also now they are building a new harbor in Vrinyam, near the lighthouse. Going to be uh, two years, the harbor will be ready. So that's, uh, from Trivandrum is around 20 kilometers south, that's a place called Kovalam. So I'm living there. Trivandrum is south of India. can go also from Trivandrum to the north Delhi Bombay something like that and also you can go to the east west Tamil Nadu Salim can you tell me a little bit about 
the history of Covalam as far as the Portuguese coming through and doing spice trading, just a little bit of the history of people who are not from India coming to visit India from the ships. They start to come in uh, India, they come by ships, not by fly, and also they come by ship to Sri Lanka, and from there they will come by train, you know. Yeah, because the people, they come by ships and they stop here, and that time there's no any hotels on the beach and only the family houses, you know. So they are trying to eat the food from the family house. So they eat uh, tapioca. That's, tapioca means uh, similar to the potato growing in the earth. So you boil that tapioca and you put a little bit of spicy and all this. And you can eat with uh, tapioca and also some fresh fish. You will have. So they like so much and they started to come more and more. And uh, the people, they sleep on the beach because they don't have any hotels or any rooms. They keep the things, the luggage, the family house, and they eat the food and they go to sleep on the beach. So then slowly, slowly, the tourists coming more, more, more. Then they start to build uh, small huts, you know. So then again, they change the huts and they build with the wall, like a rooms, you know. So now, Kovalam is a lot of hotels building by bricks, stones. If I say my way, it's less natural. Because it was before, when I was a child, okay, if you say it's 25 years before, it's more natural. But now it's less natural. But still, we are going on. That's the life, so what we have to do. We are happy with the tourists because we earn something from the tourists. We make some business and all this and we are happy and we talk with the tourists so we will know some knowledge from the tourists about Europe. So we can understand, because we, before we don't know what is Europe. So now we know from the people, we are talking with them and uh, they will tell about Europe. So we know something about Europe and we are very happy with these tourists. They are very kind with us. Salim, you're talking about the family houses, the family huts. Can yeah. you describe what those are made out of and what they look like? And the family houses, some houses they made it by a full wood. And some houses they made it the red tails, and some houses they made by a leaf, a coconut leaf. They folded the leaves and they built on the roof also and the wall also they built it with the coconut leaf. So that's make very cool inside your house. Because even the summer times you can stay inside without fan. Because it's very cool. The leaves make very shadows and make very cool. But now the concrete buildings make so much hot because when the day times if it's sunny, hot, and the heat will stay an hours and hours. But the leaf will give you much shadows and make cooler. And it's, uh, every eight months you have to change the leaf because uh, that will not last longer. So uh, now very few houses with leaf, but not in the beach. You have to go more inside like a jungle. Then you can see some natural uh, houses but not on the beach. Because we was living in the beach seven years before with the huts. When the government wanted to build the walking path for the tourism, then they break our houses. And now we are living away from Kovalam, where we was living before, from there two kilometers away. We have a huts here, so much tourists was like them, because they look some difference, and that's make more natural and it's made from the leaf, so they like so much. But the government, they think this is ugly, for that way they move us. 
Now, no any more natural and kovalam, only concrete buildings. I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but I have to, because I grow up kovalam and I see all the changes. So I feel a little bit sad about this, but what to do? We are still going on. Salim, when the government moved you, did they reimburse you at all, or did they just make you move? They say uh, we have to move it because they bring a lot of police, so they put so much force us. So then we have to go to the court. So we are fighting with the government for uh, years. At least the last moment we get uh, some land away from the beach. So we are living there. So we can't live anymore. And that land they move from us. Now the rich people was using that land. So the government not using that. The rich people they are using for the hotels. So this make really shame, shame on government, because why they did us like this? Because they are protecting only for the rich people. The poors always they go down and down, down. I think the most of the world they do like this. So I'm sorry, if they do like this, I'm really, really, I hate these kind of things. You're listening to the trail less traveled, the trail 1033's locally harvested outdoor adventure series. Harvested for you today on Kovalam Beach in Kerala, southern India. And I'm speaking with Salim Ahmad. Salim has lived his entire life in Kovalam. He and his father are both fishermen. And over the past 15 years, he has worked as an artist carving coconuts. You can use his art as a tea light. And he also makes intricate boxes for tea out of coconuts, which take three weeks to make. During the tourist season, Salim also takes tourists out on his four-piece catamaran boat for snorkeling trips in the Arabian Sea. Salim, it's time to play a song. So can you think of a song that reminds you of your early childhood? So I like to play the songs of Pink Floyd, Time. Because that's make me really very cool and my mind is will be go like a meditation. From that I can get a good ideas to do my lamps, you know. I like to listen lots, lots of Pink Floyd. I like so much. And every moment which is I feel more down, I listen to the Fink Floyd that's make me more energy. Please, thank you for everything. Hey there, Mandela here. I just wanted to take a short break and give a shout out to the sponsors of the Trail Less Traveled's podcast on iTunes. Karuna clothing not only is sewn with love and laughter, it's the first thing I toss into my duffel bag when traveling to record for the show. Karuna clothing is handcrafted from natural fabrics which soften as they age. It's designed to fit the moods of the places which have inspired my friend, Karen, who has design workshops in Missoula, Montana, and Mendocino County. All of her clothing is sewn and dyed in the United States, and the workers are paid well. She designs simply and uses the best fabrics, made with her own unique colors. Her clothing is strong and well-sewn. You can find out more by visiting karunaclothing.com. That's K-A-R-U-N-A clothing.com. Back to Mandela and the Trail Less Traveled. I'm sitting here on the beach. The sun is starting to get lower in the sky, and we are in southern India on the Arabian Sea. I'm sitting with my friend Salim Ahmed, and he is sitting here at the spot that he always sits at, under his yellow, green, and red umbrella, and he is surrounded by his art. 
he has been living in Kovalam his entire life, and he and his father are both fishermen. Salim, tell me about the fishing that you learned from your father. If it's the same kind of fishing that your father did in the same type of boat? My father is doing also the same kind of boat when he was fishing. I also go with him. How he fish, I learn from him. So he was tightening the hook with the lines. So he was putting some kind of a small beads, you know, like a small fish for the beat. Also weight and the lines. So this will go very deep down to the bottom. So we will catch big fish and small fish. And also we use another kind of way for catching fish. We use one line, it's like more than 50 hooks with color clothes. At the end, we put a weight and 50 hooks with the color clothes. So we go on the bottom and we put our arms a little bit up and down. So thus you can catch a mackerel and also a pomfret. That kind of fish we can catch. So sometimes you have a really good catch, especially the mackerel and the tuna. My father also using that way, and I'm learned from him. So I'm continuing like that with the catamaran boat. We are not using the engine, just using the paddle with the bamboo. So as we use a bamboo for the paddling. So as we don't use engine because now a lot of people are using an engine because now they catch less fish because of the lot of engine makes so much noise. But I like to fish by a natural way without engine. So that's make good because you catch more fish. But the engine makes so much pollution and also make uh, so much sound in the deep sea. So the fish will go more far out. So we get less catching. So we have to go by engine. Then we can catch more. But I don't like to do by engine. I like to do the paddle. This is the way I am doing the fishing. So we started early morning around 5 o'clock going fishing. And then we will come back around midday. Like uh, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, we will come back. Sometimes we stay a little bit longer. If we have a good catch, then we stay more longer. So try to catch more to sell good money. Sometimes we come empty, no any fish. We have to come earlier because we don't have a good catch because of the tie. The tie go a different way, so you, we can't catch good. This is the way we are doing the fishing. Salim, tell us a little bit more about this boat. So when you take your four-piece catamaran boat out, it takes you plus another fisherman to put the boat together and then to take the boat out, correct? Yes. So as the catamaran with the four pieces we are tightening together. We need another person to carry on to the boat close to the sea, the water. So then we are tightening, then we will go out. So when we come back from fishing and each pieces we take out and keep in the sun to dry. So that will protect more the wood and that will last longer because if you keep wet and that will get damaged and that will go very soon, you get damaged. So if you keep like this way every time sun and after that you cover with the plastic so that's not getting any other fresh water so that will stay longer and you can use this boat around more than 25 years because if you look after good you can use 25 years more. No, if you don't look good, that will stay like uh, five years. Always we do like that. We take care. And each time we come out from the sea, we take out the pieces and uh, we dry in the sun. And then after we cover with the uh, plastic. Talim, my question for you is I'm also on the river because I'm a river guide. And our paddles are big blades. I was seeing you guys out in the ocean using the bamboo paddles. 
and it looked like it was challenging because there's no blade. It's just the bamboo cut in half, correct? Mm -hmm. Is yeah. that a challenge? Yes. Uh, we are using the bamboo for the catamaran for paddling. We take a whole bamboo and we cut it by half. So that half we are using for the paddling. So we are traditional using that way. That will uh, not make any heaviest, but that also is an help us because if we use any other kind of paddle, Okay, maybe for uh, going out, they can go very faster. But when we come out to the beach, sometimes there's big waves. So the waves will take uh, our boat like a surfing. So this we can control with the uh, bamboo. Keep going straight. If we use other things, maybe we can break and also nobody use that because the bamboo is a traditional paddle. So that will help us a lot. You don't get any problem from even if the sea is rough or the tie is more stronger. The paddle will not make for us is a trouble. Always help us. So that's our traditional paddling. Salim, tell me a little bit more about the behavior of the Arabian Sea. The currents, you know, when I first met you, you were telling me about the currents and how it was safe for me to go out far and how the currents change. The sea is current always change. Sometimes they will change by moon. If you get a black moon, the tide will be more stronger and the wave is more stronger. And also even the full moon, the tide is more stronger and the waves will be more stronger. And sometimes the tide go every day two times or three times, the tides change. North to south or south to north. From that, we are going the fishing because it depends on the tide. Always we go opposite of the tie, we go fishing. Because then you will catch good fish. Because if you follow the tie, you get less catch. So you have to stay opposite of the tie. And we using for the hanger for the catamaran to stay the fishing. Just we take a piece of stone and we tie it with a rope, the lines. So we use that kind of anger. We don't use any metal anger for to stay the boat. This is a traditional anger for us that's more easier because the stone we can get more cheaper we can find it but the the metal anger that will not stay longer maybe some years we have to buy again so more better we can use uh, the stone sometimes we use the uh, anger with the metal it's very difficult to take out because that will stay at some corners and it's not easy to come out then we have to cut it the rope and we have to come without anger the stone is more easier we can take out from the sea. Sometimes the climate is changed, the like cloud, the rain will come. We have to take anger very faster. We have to come back to the beach very faster. So sometimes that help us with the, the stones because when we put the stones not on the bottom, if the high tie, we put the anger between the bottom to the middle. So the boat will stay straight. So we use like that way or we tie also the bamboo under the boat to use, uh, if it's, uh, the sea is rough, we use the bamboo under the boat so it's not fell down the boat, stay straight. For that also we use the bamboo. Salim, I want to ask you about the other boats that are on the beach. So right here where we're sitting are the catamaran boats that you use and they're 15 feet long and about maybe two feet wide. Um, when they're not put together. And then on the far end of the beach are other very large archaic wooden boats that are covered in woven palm leaf blankets to protect from the sun. And in the early morning, I come down to the beach and I can see the men pushing them and pulling them into the sea, like groups of 
20, 30 men, and then they go into the water and there's three people that look like they're rowing them and then it looks like maybe one or two people in the front using nets. What type of fishing boats are those? Normally they're using this boat for uh, pulling a net. That means you have a really, really very big net. The net is like a bag. So you pull from the two sides, you take the, all the nets in the boat and you go very far out and you put the net in the sea and from the two sides they are pulling by a rope. From around uh, 50 people, each side is around 25 people. So it's two sides they're pulling. That will take maybe more than one hour, sometimes two hours. The net will come to the beach. So that kind of fishing is a big catch. So one time you can catch it 50,000, 25,000 rupees, you can catch it, that kind of fishing. And the boat is made by small, small pieces of wood. They tie it together. And that boat, you can hold it like a more than 50 people, one boat. So that's a really a big boat. And this is also a traditional fishing boats. Really very strong boat and is expensive boat. If you wanted to put a net and the boat together, that will cost maybe 200,000 rupees will cost that boat and the net. So that's a 50 people pulling the net. Traditional fisher they're using. And with these boats, Salim, it seems like there's two shifts. One that goes out very early in the morning, 5.36, and then others that are fishing at night. Because at night, when you look out at the Arabian Sea, it's full of lights. It's almost like the ocean is reflecting the stars in the sky because of all the lights of the fishing boats that are fishing throughout the evening and early morning hours. They're using the flavor boat. They use also a catamaran boat. They use nets and also they use uh, hooks. They use with the lights. Every boat, they use a three lights or four light with the gas. They're using the petromas in gas. If you use the lights, you can catch more calamaris because when you use lights, the calamari will come more top of the water. So this is they're using for the calamari, using for the lights. Only they use uh, night times. The day times, they're pulling the net on the beach. Only very few people go now, I mean, during the season, like December, January, they go less people in the daytime. Most times, all the people go day and night, nearly like a monsoon times, because the monsoon times, sea is more rough, and also more cold, so you will catch more. But now the sea is more hot, you don't get a good catch. And also the tide is a uh, different way. Now there are more clear water. But the monsoon times is not a clear water, it's a multi-water, multi-color, so you get a good catch. So for that, now they're using only night time with the light. The daytime is very less, fishermen will go out. Salim, can you tell us about what the catch is like in the Arabian Sea? What type of fish are out there? You can catch calamari and also cuttlefish, farm fruit, and red snapper, white snappers, mackerel, kingfish, tuna fish, many type of that kind of fish we will catch. The swordfish they catch very far out because that fish they catch by engine boat. They go very far out, then they will catch swordfish. Rotorua also they catch very far out. Four or five kilometers far out you go to catch that fish. Salim, how does it work when someone does catch a fish? I was at the fishing market yesterday. The boats were coming in, the fish was being put into buckets, and then it was being traded onto land, and then immediately right there, women were selling the fish fresh. How does it go from being caught in the ocean by the fishermen to being served to a tourist here on Kovalam Beach? Uh, normally when we go fishing and we come back after the fishing and we come to the beach, 
many ladies waiting for us to buy the fish. So we will sell to them the fish. Then they will buy the fish from us. Then they will go to the restaurants and also some family homes, you know, and some other cities they will sell. The girls will go to sell the fish there. We sell only the beach because ladies will come and buy from us. Okay, we get a good price and when the ladies will buy and they sell a little bit more high price because they have to take a profit. So they will sell a little more than they buy from us. So when we catch fish, we don't need to go to the sell to other restaurants or whatever. Only the people will come buy from us. Salim, have you ever had anything happen to you in the sea that was dangerous, a close encounter? Yeah, nearly one time me and my father was going by sailing 30 years before. We was sailing and we went very far out. We wanted to go to catch tuna fish and a kingfish. So we was going very far out with the sail. So after that, we catch some fish. Then my father says a big cloud is coming, so going to be a rain. So we uh, tightened all the sails and we tried to come out. And the middle of the way, the wind is start very heavy. So then our sail is broken and the boat is going over. So we were swimming in the sea and stay more than one hour. We have to stay on the boat, holding the boat to stay there. We're putting a hangar there so we can't come. So we was nearly going to die, me and my father. That's really my life. It's a really very bad memory of my life because that time the God was helping us so we didn't get any problem. After that, one hour after, we can come back by paddling because our sail is broken. So we have to come back uh, with the paddling. So we was paddling like uh, more than two hours paddling to get on the beach. Salim, what did you learn from that? What was the lesson that you learned from that happening? What I learned from that, not go too far for fishing if you don't have a, like an engine or something like that. Just to try to go less far, you can see the beach. When we went by sailing, we can't see a beach because we went that far out. Only we can see all around just water. So from that we learn, I learn, should not go very far out, especially with the paddling. If you have an engine, okay, it can come more faster to come out. But the paddling, you should go very short place. Even if you don't catch, it can save your life without danger. If you are getting grilled, go far out, far out, maybe you can lost your life. So this is I learned from that experience. You're listening to The Trail Less Traveled, the Trail 1033's locally harvested outdoor adventure series, recorded for you today on location in Kovalam Beach, southern India. I'm speaking with my friend Salim Ahmed. Salim has lived his entire life in Kovalam. He and his father are both fishermen, and over the past 15 years, he has worked as an artist carving coconuts. During the tourist season, Salim also takes tourists out on his four-piece catamaran boat for snorkeling trips in the Arabian Sea. When we come back, we're going to talk to Salim a little bit more about those snorkeling trips in the Arabian Sea and how they're being affected by a new harbor that's being built south of Kovalam. But Salim, let's play another song. So is there a song that reminds you of fishing? Yeah, I know buzz for fishing is Tracy Chapman. I like Black Oman. Tracy Chapman, the first album. This is a really good song because that song will go to your heart. Because she, Tracy Chapman, tell her about the life. So this is make me really very deep to me.
If you haven't already, definitely check out traillesstraveled.net to follow the show as it is recorded on location around the world. Subscribe to the free podcast on iTunes. And if you like the show, you can do us a huge favor by simply taking a few seconds to write a review. I'd like to give a shout out to a review that was written by BBMS1492. Creative, unique, and always interesting, the Trail Less Traveled podcast is a delightful escape from the norm. If you haven't subscribed, you are missing a real treasure. It's reviews like that that help keep the show going. So if you haven't already, please take the time to write us a review on iTunes. I'm sitting here on the beach. The sun is starting to get lower in the sky and we are in southern India on the Arabian Sea. I'm sitting with my friend Salim Ahmed and he is sitting here at the spot that he always sits at under his yellow, green and red umbrella and he is surrounded by his art. He has been living in Kovalam his entire life and he and his father are both fishermen. Over the past 15 years he has worked as a professional artist carving coconuts. You can use his art as tea lights and he also makes intricate boxes for tea out of coconuts which take three weeks of hand labor. Salim also takes tourists out on his four-piece catamaran boat for snorkeling trips in the Arabian Sea. Salim, I'd like to ask you now about this harbor that's being built just south of Kovalam near Coconut Bay, a very large harbor that's going to be built there in two years. But can you please speak about how that harbor is going to affect your work as a fisherman and also your work taking people out to go snorkeling? Okay, when the harbor belt will be affected for us because uh, for the fishermen, they can't catch good fish because when the harbor will start it, then a lot of big ships is coming and, and the water will be oily and uh, too much dirty. So we can't catch good fishes, you know. So that's effect for the fishermen and also effect for me when I take a snorkeling trip for the tourist. Even now they affect us because they are dredging the sea, taking out the sand by machine. So the water is very multi and dirty. So no possible, we can't take uh, for snorkeling the people because they can't see the fishes because the water is multi and you don't see it so clear. Normally this time, December, January, March, the water will be like a glass. But now the water is really multi. So affect so much for us. I can't take a tourist to the for snorkeling. So this is really make us is very bad. Okay, other side, if the harbor is building and it's more economic coming to the hotels and the restaurants, they will make so much money, not for the fishermen, because they lost everything. Even the fishermen will diving in the sea near the rock side and taking mussels. And now we can't do this because the water is multi and when the ship is coming to here in the harbor, the mussels will be very bad because of the oil and they put so much dirty in the sea so that's uh, affecting the mussels so we can't do even diving your mussels so that's make a really bad way for the fishermen when they build a harbor what I say is the good thing is for the people who have a hotels and restaurants and who have a land those they can build uh, more rooms to rent uh, for the others from the people coming from North India so they can rent and they can earn the money from the harbors but not for the fishermen they lost everything when the harbor is coming build up everything finished even we lost now the economic because we can't do any work for the harbor 
this is a really bad thing is going on here in Kovalam. When you do take tourists out and you can see the fish, what kind of colorful fish are found here in India that are not necessarily good for eating but are good for viewing? Yes. So we can see a lot of color fishes, even the small ones, the tiny ones and the big ones, many different colors, yellow color fish, blue ones, the brown ones and brown and white and uh, yellow and brown and you can see also safe fish and also you can see a balloon fish a lot of bones in the whole body but, but when you touch it the fish will come like a balloon you know and the big eye so you can see a lot of things and less coral but you can see all the times you can see a lot of fishes and even silver fish many types I'm sorry I can't say all the name of the fish but it's a lot of fish you can see it Normally we take for the snorkeling December, January, February, March. This is the best time to do snorkeling because the waters will be very clear. But now no possible because of the harbor. Now my catamaran boat is staying on the beach. It's more than two months the boat has not been in the water. Because of the harbor they're building, the water is multi. So we lost everything from the harbor. And Salim, we are here on Kovalam Beach and as you said, you grew up here. And when you were a child, your family lived in a hut on the beach and there wasn't this boardwalk and there wasn't all these hotels. Now, these hotels must dump their waste somewhere. I'm wondering about how the government controls the pollution of the ocean and where these hotels are dumping their waste. The hotels and restaurants, most restaurants and hotels putting all the waste is nighttime they put in the, in the sea. Especially the plastic and other things, somebody coming and collecting and they throw some other places. And even there in the corner of the lighthouse, the people they're throwing all the rubbish from the, the waste. And the monsoon times coming, the sea is more rough and all the waste will go in the sea. And even now is more pollution in the, everywhere in uh, the most places. Even you go behind the hotels, in the, not in the beach, but behind the hotels where there, if you look around, you can see so much waste they are throwing out. So even they put the waste box some places, but they don't put the waste in the box. And sometimes they don't collect it every day. The box will be there three days and the, after the crows and some dogs will take out the food waste. And you can see everywhere and outside. I don't know what going to be when the harbor build up and they build more hotels that will be really so much pollution will go around. The government have to find out how they can take out the pollutions and these things. This is very bad thing is going on. If the government not find a good solution for this, then so people will get so much sick from this. And the government have to pay so much money for the sickness, the hospitals. So they have to take care, especially the government have to take care the people to find out the pollution, how to clear. You're listening to The Trail Less Traveled on The Trail 1033. We're recording here on Kovalam Beach and we're looking at the Arabian Sea and there's a little bit of surf and there are people in the water. So Salim, you're telling me that the hotels at night, they dump their waste in the water, but we see the sea is full of people. Yes, all the times the seas, every day, maybe two or three times the tide is changing. So from that, the, the, you can't see a lot of rubbish in the water right now because they're dumping in nighttime and the night time is the ties take to some other places. You can't see so much in Kovalam because the ties take all the rubbish to other places. So if you go far out some other places, you can see the rubbish all there dumping. Because of the tie they take out from here, 
but the monsoon times the sea is more rough the waves is more bigger then all the rubbish will come to the beach but now they go very far out from the tide because the tide will take all the rubbish to other places Salim 20 years ago there wasn't as much garbage as far as plastic is concerned in India plastic was introduced 20 25 years ago and before then the restaurants would give you banana leaves to wrap up your food or some type of clay pot for your chai but now with all the influx of plastic how have you noticed that affecting the amount of garbage building up in India yeah this is really a big problem is going on in India with the plastics even because now they're so much producing the plastic because it is more easier so if they use with plates and this so they have to wash and they have to spend so much water for this so they find easy way to do something but they don't think they self and the future they get so much problem from the plastic but never they don't think that so this is really a bad things doing there so the government have to take a solution to stop all the factory from their producing the plastics so i think is a good way they have to stop and they get a uh, less sickness to the people salim i'd like to ask you now about your art form you're actually quite famous here and you were also interviewed by the new indian express and there was an article about you and your art in the new indian express you are a very talented artist you make art from coconuts so i'm looking here at your display and it takes you 3 weeks to make the tea boxes and you have one right now that you're making and it basically it looks like you're taking coconuts and you're cutting them up into small squares that had to fit intricately together to make designs on the box and then you glue them on and then you take a long time sanding them those are beautiful tea boxes and then also tea candle light holders yes. those are so gorgeous it's a coconut with designs that are carved into the coconut and then if someone were to put a candle in there it would light up the room if it was dark so tell us a little bit more about how you got into being here on the beach making your art on a daily basis and the art itself how you make it yeah i told you before i was living in kovalam so so much touch with the place where i'm sitting now because exactly the place where i'm sitting now it was my house is there so i feel more energy when i had a house there so that's where i'm coming to sit the same place where is my house so now i am doing with the art with the coconut so just i go in the market and find it very big coconuts with the meat inside i bring to my house and i cut on the top and I take out the water and i take the meat out then i keep it for uh, more than 3 weeks to dry then i take the hair out then i clean it inside and outside then i started to do the design so the every designs will give you different pattern because some lamps give you the shadows it will give you like a sun and star some is a palm leaf some pieces and like a flower you know just a half palm leaf and one side a dim light and one side is bright light so is every piece is different pattern after the design i do the sanding then all the sanding is finished i glue the bottom and after i glue the bottom then have a little spaces in the bottom so then i take a powder from the sanding and mix it with the glue and make a paste and i fill the spaces then will make a very strong then is dry then i put a coconut oil on the lamp so that's make a keep natural and also darker so never will change the color because it was natural i don't put a paint or varnish nothing just a coconut oil so that's keep natural always so you don't get any damage and is the coconut material is really really strong 
and stay all your life forever because it's more than wood is the strongest the coconut stay for all your life you know so never you get damaged with the coconut even if you buy a lamp or a spoon whatever from made from coconut that stay long life salim thank you so much for sitting with me here and talking with me over the past two months we're sitting here with Ishota, who's my coconut mama, and every day I've been visiting you guys, and I've learned a lot from you, and I just really appreciate your friendship and for speaking with me on this radio show. Thank you very much for everything, Mandela. I hope uh, you will be a good interview. Uh, who is going to listen this news? I think they can understand what is I'm saying. And if you wanted to see my work, you can look it in the website. Second Life of Coconut. That's my name. Is the website. Salim. I want to end this show with three bits of advice that you'd like to share with the listeners on life. Okay, you have a really, really short time in your life. So the time which is you have, you have to enjoy yourself and love each other. Don't make enemy with anyone. You know, be quiet and be peace. Don't running for the money because if you run for the money, you lost your time, you lost your brain, you lost your peace, quiet. So you can't think very normally. So do very quiet, relax. You know, if you get angry, then you lost your life and you lost your energy. So be a good karma and be good with everyone and try to help. If you have something, you can help to someone, and so they can have also something. Because don't keep everything what you have. Keep just to share for the people, so they will have also something. I think it's a life to learn to understand. So please, I think who is listening this, change a little bit to try to do helping to the people and to enjoy the people and to love the people, to be happy with the people. I think. So thank you for everything and take care of yourself and God bless you for everyone who is listening. Thank you. Wonderful, Salim. Let's play one more song. What song would you like to end the show with? Peter Tosh, really a good songs and nice music. You can relax from that music. Namaste, Missoula. Mandela here. You have been listening to the Trail Less Traveled, the Trail 1033's locally harvested outdoor adventure series, which airs every Sunday night at six and Tuesday night at ten. Tonight's show was recorded on location in an ancient archaic wooden fishing vessel and on the beach on the southwestern coast of India for the Trail 1033. I would like to thank my guest for this evening, Salim Ahmed. Salim is an artist and a fisherman who learned to fish in the Arabian Sea under the instruction of his father, who was also a local fisherman. Salim is also an artist who spends hundreds of hours carving intricate designs in coconuts on the spot where he was born and raised, in a thatch hut on the beach. This spot where he sits now is covered in cement and surrounded by hotels. Find The Trail Less Traveled on Facebook to follow the show as it is recorded on location around the world. Or visit trail1033.com to podcast previous shows or contact me to talk about adventure. My name is Mandela your host of The Trail Less Traveled, and my goal for the show is to take you, the listener, back to mankind's earliest form of entertainment, storytelling. Therefore, every week I will be interviewing an adventurer about what they do, how they do it, 
and how you can start adventuring in a similar fashion. The Trail Less Traveled is recorded at the Missoula Broadcasting Company or on location around the world in order for me to find these adventurers and talk to them in their natural habitat. My adventure tip this week is in regards to visiting temples while you're in India. Many temples rightly insist that you remove footwear before entering, which gets tiresome if you're forever lacing up and unlacing your hiking boots. So pick a pair of cheap sandals that are easy to slip on and off. You can give a few rupees to a temple attendant to guard your footwear or carry your shoes in a day pack. Well, that's it for this week's adventure, Missoula. But until next week, get outside and shred the gnar. Because as you know, the gnar simply does not shred itself. <laughs>